Hello everyone, it's Josh, and I just wanted to give you a heads up. It's another Zoom podcast with another guest that I absolutely adore, and he's a musician. And what better way to celebrate a musician than to play his music? So I want you to stay all the way to the end of the podcast where we will play one of my favorite songs by said musician. You know who he is. You can see the title of this podcast, Michael Murray, Chaos Light. Enjoy the podcast, everyone. It's this week's podcast, man. It's whatever we want to talk about. I love you. I love you too. I could be wrong, but I doubt it. Could you imagine if we were sponsored by Jack in the Box? I wouldn't feel good about it. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. You know the drill. We're on Zoom. That means Sabrina isn't here with me, but in her stead, I have one of my absolute favorite human beings on the planet. And I I wholeheartedly mean that. Uh, He is a talented fucking dude and just one of the most creative, energetic, just awesome people I've ever met. I am talking, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you know him, you love him talking about mr michael moray hey guys uh the uchihas are the master race thank you guys you're gonna start the podcast off on that note you want to take it there okay i won't i won't deny that the uchiha like rewatching the series oh that's true that's true what you listeners can't see is he literally has a sharingan on like a like a sort of do you want to describe the tattoo yeah, so um, I, I got this tattoo, and it's five Sharingan on top of a Renegade. And what happens is, like, each time a significant event happens or, like, something that's pretty like that's something pretty significant, I color in one of the, the Sharingan, much like in the TV show, when something significant happens, their eyes get stronger. So yeah. it's like a power-through-pain thing. Um, and then I have the rings of the Renegade as well. And what was cool is my girlfriend at the time got a bunch of my friends to, like, donate money uh, to give me the tattoo because I was never going to spend the money on myself because I was like, oh, I don't deserve it, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Which also showed me that, like, you know, you think you're alone, you think you're by yourself, but in actuality, you're not. You have people that love you and people that support you mm. always. And so that's another reminder of the tattoo. It's the thing that Sasuke kind of like doesn't know. Um, right. And uh, yeah. But you were it's- saying you were rewatching the series. Yeah, so I'm rewatching the series and I just got past the point where, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched this fucking decade long television show. Um, yeah, I was about to say, but nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I just got past the point where Sasuke has killed Itachi. And oh. uh, yeah, I know. It's it's so good, man. Like, rewatching it, is, it's still, it still hits the same. Like, it's still good. If anything, it hits me more now that I'm like a little more emotionally mature. And I'm like, man, that yeah. really. You know, um, Toby has him all twisted up and he's on his, uh, he's on his bullshit now about destroying the leaf. And he, he has his, uh, he has his, uh, manga kyo and I forgot just how reckless he was with his manga kyo oh, when yeah. he first got him. He's like, every time I'm a Jurassic, mm-hmm. I would burn everything. Everybody dies. Yeah, yeah dude. Leave. I forgot that. I sent you the snaps the other day that, uh, um, fucking kill a bee whoops his ass and oh, like, 
and so like his crew has to like bring him back from the brink of death twice and oh, yeah and the only way he survives is like yeah i'm amaterasu like just this fucking trump card and that's that's the other thing about watching it again because i've always been such a sasuke fan and me and Amanda, she just watched, we're watching My Hero Academia, and so she just discovered she loves, um, she likes anime. And so oh. I was like, bet. So what I've been doing is watching all of the Naruto episodes and cutting out the ones that aren't as important to give her like a curated list. So yes. like, we, like the first two episodes of Naruto, we skip the Land of Waves and we go straight to the tuning exams because mm. it flashbacks to the Land of Waves a bunch so that mm. she can get like immediately into the show. Um, but in, in doing that, I've been watching the show again, and I've always loved Sasuke, but now that I'm older, I realize what, um, he wasn't as good as I thought he was, um, which was shocking to me, because I always saw Sasuke as, like, the one who, like, works the hardest and is, like, better than everybody, mm-hmm. but I rewatched the show, and he was, like, better than everybody, but then once he got to the tuning exams, he kept getting his butt handed to him. And people were like, yeah, it's because, like, you don't train as hard as you should. He's like, mm. you, it just, you're just naturally good at this stuff. But, yeah. like, you should be working harder. And that's why he gets all butthurt when Naruto gets better than him. Because yeah. he's like, oh, man, this dude that I don't like, that is dirt, is getting way bad, better than me. So, like, now I need to. And I used to think that him jumping to Orochimaru was, like, a diplomatic, like, smart thing. And mm-hmm. I'll be watching it again. I was like. No, it was like a child's example of like steroids where he was like, all right, how do I do this as fast as I can? Yeah, you know, so right reckless. Now? I thought it was more of an objective because how my brain is, is like, cool. If I need to kill Itachi, I need to get strong. I need to get strong fast. These people aren't the ones to do it, so I'll do this. But with mm-hmm. him, it was like, uh, people are getting better than me and, I, and I'm angry and I, uh, screw it. I barely know this guy. Let's do it. And I was like, oh, yep. yeah, that's like not as smart and as calculated as I thought. Right. Well, it's like he, he, he fights those that crew that Orochimaru sends to the leaf and like they all use their curse marks to whoop his ass. And they're like, yeah, yeah you can have this power too. And so, yeah, he just had his ass handed to him by Naruto. And then he got bent over twice that day because that crew showed up. <laughs> and so he, of course, he was like, you know what, man? Fuck this. I'm tired of this. No, absolutely. Like, these Leaf dudes are not helping me. And he, for me, and I, I get why people disagree. For me, Sasuke really comes alive once he kills, uh, once he, he kills Orochimaru. I'm with him the whole time because he's like, cool, assembling in a crew. I'm going to find Itachi. I'm going to take this dude out. Yep. And he does it. And then once he finds out the stuff about Itachi, mm-hmm. I get it and I support it and I get why people don't, but mm. I understand every every reason why he did that. Because to dedicate, when you dedicate your, your life to something so specifically and it's so flipped on its head, like yeah. it causes you to just completely unravel and mm. like attacking the fire. Okay, summit is like a point of unraveling. <laughs> yeah. Like- Going at Killer B was a point of unraveling because like he has no idea what a Jinshuriki can do can do. Like he hasn't even seen the full extent of Naruto's power yet. And, and he's just like, Yeah, I'll go take out this guy. I have this crew. This guy named Toby gassed me up. Like and then yeah, yeah dude. He gets pushed in. He almost died. <laughs> I think that's so wild. That, Twice, like, dude. 
died. Like, he almost just fully was wiped from the series and, like, this side fight. Um, Dude, you're not wrong. And it's it's crazy, and it's really it's really humbling, and I and I love it, and I I get it, and I get his anger, and I get his frustration with the leaf, and mm. I just. But the other thing, and this is the thing that I wish there's a lot of TV shows, and I don't think this is bad or wrong. I just like for me, this is a frustrating part. There's a lot of TV shows, like for instance with Naruto, where like Sasuke did a whole bunch of bad stuff. And in mm. my opinion, I love Sasuke, my favorite character. I thought they should have killed him. I thought their mm. main thing should have been, all right, let's get rid of Sasuke. When the whole, mm. like, uh, you know, class of 11 got together and was like, hey, guys, like, he's our classmate. He's our responsibility. We need to take him out. I was like, yes, absolutely. Because this dude's like a threat. And he's attacking, like, the five Kage summit. He's yeah, he's literally people. a terrorist at that point. Yeah, so it's like, listen, I'm all love and I love Sasuke and stuff like that, but if you're doing wrong, you're doing wrong and it should be our responsibility. Mm-hmm. And what was frustrating about this show is I thought that's what they were going to show us, that like Naruto tried as hard as he could, but some people can't be changed. And so like, right. you have to do what has to be done. And mm-hmm. instead what they did, which I mean, it was still, it, it still, it's still a very sweet moment is like by the end, Sasuke gets it. He gets yeah. why Naruto has been doing all of this and why it was so important. But mm. for me, in my heart, I always wanted him put down because I was like, mm. Sasuke, you're my favorite character, but you're like, you're like you said, you're a terrorist. So yeah. like, you have to go, you have to pay for your actions. And the fact that like, he gets pardoned for all of that because like Kakashi mm. becomes the Hokage and now yeah. until, like help destroy, like help destroy Madara and, and yeah. Yeah, I was like, got off kind of easy. Like he almost yeah. killed Sokka. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Married with a child. Hey, man, that's an intense exchange of emotions, you know. Maybe she f- f- like found something she liked in that moment. We don't know. Um, that's true. Relationships are complex, man. Relationships that's are complex. true. I will say their romance is, uh, in hindsight, and like rewatching the show, I think their romance is very underdeveloped. I think Hinata and Naruto have much more of a developed romance as opposed to Sakura and Sasuke. Um, absolutely. I was watching, so I don't know if you watched My Hero Academia. I've uh, watched like, uh, almost all of the first season. I don't dislike it. It's just, there's something about it that doesn't quite hook me to keep watching. You okay. know what I mean? But yeah. go on. Um, well then what I was rewatching, I was rewatching Naruto and I'm at like mid tuning exams and Rock Lee and Sakura is is who I think should be together. Because yes. Rock Lee from the very beginning was like, hello, my name is Rock Lee. I train real hard and I will protect you with my life. And then yep. he like protects her in the forest of death. And then like, you know, he does his fight. Uh, no, she does her fight with Eno and he's pumping her up the whole time. Mm-hmm. And he does his fight with Ara. She visits him in the hospital and stuff like that. Yes. And I was like, I was like, what? Sasuke? And that's the other thing that pissed me off is that like at the end of, what what this teaches Sasuke and his narrative is that I can be reckless, mm. I can attack whoever I want, I can destroy whatever I want. Not only will I be parted, but I'll also get the girl and be forgiven, and sure. and nothing nothing can stop me. Whereas like if he came back to the village and like Sakura's with Rock Lee because he's always treated her well from the beginning, he didn't need a story arc to yeah. realize that he treated mm-hmm. her right from the beginning. And I, I did research and they said that Miyamoto, no, that's no Kishimoto, sorry. 
yeah, Ishimoto, yeah. he asked his wife if they should be together. And his wife was like, no. And he was like, yeah, well, it's still my story. So I, I've been built into this, so I'm going to do it. And I was like, okay, so you had people in your corner being like, actually. <laughs> right. It, you know what it is? I think it was, I think it's fan servicey of him to have them be together. Um, yeah. Because you're right. I think she had better chemistry with Rock Lee. Like I didn't realize how yeah. much time they spent together until I rewatched. Um, and I do think it would have been a more powerful ending. So like, I, I'll disagree with you a little bit. I don't think Sasuke should have died. It would have made sense if he did. Um, and I wouldn't have been angry, but I, I do think there's something more powerful, uh, uh, about, um, this friend who believes in him so much and, um, the power of forgiveness and like, and, and it's almost, it's almost Christian in a way in its value. Um, and I do think, and I think it, where my first Oh yeah. And I think we're like, I think, yeah, that like in and of itself speaks to me and it speaks volumes and Sasuke does, he kind of understands like all of the shit he's done and he does this self-imposed exile thing. And that's why he like, is like, yeah, I don't really spend time in the village. Like I'm just going to live to serve the village in any way I can, or like in the way that I know how. Um, and, uh, so I, I don't dislike that, but I will say him ending up with Sakura, I think is uh, a weaker point of the ending. Um, I think he should have ended up alone and yeah, um, absolutely. yeah ended up alone. Uh, Sakura should have been with Rock Lee. Fuck 1010. Like I hate that Rock Lee like ended up with her because she just threw him some after Neji died, you know? Yeah, he was like, all right, well, we're both still alive. Do you want to do this? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. You're a girl <laughs> and a warm body. That'll be great for me. <laughs> He's like, I've been trying to hit something since I was 12. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm with it. You will do. So, yeah. And I, I agree with what you're saying about the power of forgiveness. I think that lo- therein lies my own, uh, like, conflict and, and not disservice, but my own my own tainted perspective is that mm. I've got such a, a such a hard on for justice and what and like right and wrong. Mm. And like so like for me it's like look at this list that you have done. Mm. You should pay for your actions because mm. I like live in a very black and white thing. But mm. I remember when I was playing um because what had happened is the like the Naruto Ultimate Ninja Revolution Four came out or whatever mm-hmm. and they had dubbed the ending scenes of the show before the actual dub was out. Right. Um and I remember playing the the ending of the, the show and you know Naruto and Sasuke beat the shit out of each other and was lying down. Mm-hmm. And Sasuke's like, Why did you do all and I was thinking the same thing. I was like, Why did you for years you've been trying to get me back? I tried mm-hmm. to kill you, I attacked people about like why? And Naruto gives a speech. I'm not going to cry here, but like <laughs> he gives a speech about like, dude, I saw you by yourself carrying that burden and I didn't want you to do that alone. And that's why I fought so hard. And I just like, I remember like crying and crying and crying mm. and Sasuke giving the like, what I think is just like emblematic of his character response. He's like, all right, you win. You're the you're the strongest. And Naruto's like, "What are you talking about? That's not." And Sasuke's like, yeah. "No, this is this is my version of of that." Yeah, yeah. This is me like giving you that acknowledgement, like you know that I know you wanted and I never gave you. It's my way of like finally reciprocating our friendship, kind of, or yes. like you know. Yes. Um, 
and yeah, yeah, I think that is powerful. And I love in the, I've, I haven't seen the dub ending. I'm working towards that now. I'm rewatching the series all in English. Um, but when I, I first finished it, I watched it in Japanese. And in Japanese, when Sasuke tells him that, Naruto's like, that's not what this is about. This is about me punching a sulking friend until he snaps out of it. Like, it's never like, maybe it was that when we were kids, but like this obsession that I've had, it's not been this, it's been me caring yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, dude, I, 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 yeah, that shit vibes with me for sure. Um, yeah. It hits, it, it hits me hard. Cause I, I, I like Sasuke have a trouble, I have a huge trouble understanding like friendship and friendship motives and what, mm. and, and why people invest in people even after they like, don't treat them well and so i was like right there with sasuke where he was like what what do you i tried to kill you like i do not understand why you're still here yeah and he hit some of that and i was like oh man that oof. Oh. yeah and that's the, that's the thing about naruto is that like he grows on you because he's just so persistent with mm. his goals mm -hmm. um and so steadfast on it and doesn't give up yeah that, like by the end you're just like yeah no he's uh, he said he was gonna do this and and he, he stuck with it and yeah uh -huh. dude and there's a lot of like now that i'm thinking about it there's a, i keep like thinking there's a lot of like religious like themes kind of like that oh, i keep yeah. seeing yeah. like uh he's very like naruto like anyone who has like any sort of literary sense naruto is a christ-like figure um yeah and I find what's powerful about him is, yeah, he grows on you because he is like persistent in his, in his belief and, and in his outlook on life and amidst all of the challenges. And he goes through some horrible shit. Like his village gets destroyed. His yeah. sensei gets murdered. Yeah. yeah. And he has that conversation with pain. Like he tells him like, I need, you know, we both had the same sensei. I want to know why you ended up where you're at and I'm still where I'm at. Oh God, I love this show. <laughs> right, dude? <laughs> and it's so human because even as I rewatch, like I even I find myself as an audience member going, Naruto, fuck, like stop, like stop with Sasuke. Like I and yes. that was something I didn't feel as a kid or when I was younger watching it. Really? Admittedly, I was more optimistic as a kid. Yeah. Like as a when I was younger, okay. I say a kid, but this was like 18, 19. Um, like uh yeah, when I first watched it that time, I, I, I was like all with Naruto. I was just like, yeah, like fucking like save Sasuke. Yeah, he's being a pain in the ass. Yeah, he's done this and that, but be with him. Now that I'm um, a little more jaded or I really uh, I have to put effort into being optimistic. Um, yeah, effort into yeah. optimistic is such a good line. Yeah. Yeah. And it does require effort. Like, yeah, it's easy for a, a teenager or like a young person, like or a person in college to be optimistic. It's, it's easy. Like you've, you've lived in this, this bubble, you know, but so I think, um, a lot of people, I mean, fuck it. If this is where the conversation's going. Um, a lot of people, once they get out of that phase, it's easy to become very jaded. Um, yeah. And especially if you, you have your bubble burst, like at a young age, you go through something traumatic. It's very easy to stay jaded. And it, 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 it takes a lot of strength. You good, buddy? Yeah, I have to charge my headphone. Okay, you good. Um, it does. It takes a lot of effort to uh, be optimistic. And I, I was talking to a buddy about this yesterday. I say a buddy, but one of my best friends. Um, I told him, hope is an active thing. Like you have to be active to hope. Um, and like, and then putting it like in a, you know, him and I are both like, um, you know, 
you, you, you could call us Christian. Um, like, uh, I told him, I was like, you have to partner with God to make blessings happen. You can't just sit on your ass and piss and moan and like hope for good things to happen because that's just, you know, that's like a, that's pretty like common sense for life is you can't sit around wishing your life away. You know, you have to put some elbow grease in. No, hearing that, it's so funny. The last song, I, I told myself like three years ago, like two years ago, that the last song on my album I wanted to write about, I wanted to write about hope because I have such a, um, for me personally, I've had such a complex feeling for hope. I've always disliked it because the way I was pitched to it is that like, oh, you know, when bad things happen, you just got to hope for them to be better. And I remember mm -hmm. my brain being like, well, that just doesn't make sense because you can hope for anything you want and that doesn't mean it's going to happen. But the fact your, your, your thought process behind it being this active thing yes. and positivity and optimism being an active choice, because that's the other thing that also bothered me about like me existing is that like, I would look at other people who are like optimistic and it's not something they really have to think about. It's mm -hmm. something that they just are. So in my brain, I was like, okay, cool. This is something that you either have or you don't. I don't have it. And so mm -hmm. this is just how I live. Mm -hmm. But reframing it as it's this thing, it's this decision, it's this choice to do. Mm -hmm. um, and it's this thing that you're driving towards, not just waiting for. Like mm -hmm. active hope is mm -hmm. like, it's it, that, that like genuinely is changing my brain. And I've needed, it hasn't been put in that specific way. But now I'm understanding the connections I've been trying to, cause I know, I know there's something about hope and I know there's something about optimism and I know mm -hmm. there's something about how I'm living that's causing me to be unhappy. And it's, it's that it's not choosing to, to, to be optimistic and it's yeah. not choosing to reframe things. It's active hope. Active hope is like a dope. It's a dope. That's a dope way to center that. Oh, well, thanks, man. I'm glad I could put it to you. And I, I heard that in, cause actually before uh, we got on the podcast, I re-listened to your whole album just so oh, like, wow. I could, Dude. Yeah. yeah, man. Of course, buddy. I love you. you. Streamed it on Spotify. Stream that. That's uh chaos lights. Uh, and the Ooh. album is, um, fuck. Oh, I, I know the name of the album. Starts with an F. Failure to adapt like parentheses afterlife. Oh no, this one is just, it, this one, no, just failure to adapt. Failure to adapt by Chaos Light. It's on Spotify. Go stream it. We'll talk more about that in a second. Um, but I heard you in Final Testament, right? That's like, that's the song yeah. you're talking about. Um, yeah. I, I kind of heard you asking those questions and like, it was funny because I literally just had that conversation with my friend yesterday and I was like, oh, like, yeah, like I hear you asking that question and I'm glad we we're, were able to talk about it. And I was also as you were saying, like you would see these people like, Oh, that's just an optimistic person. You know, like they just yeah. have that it, there's a danger there because it's like, they can often seem naive, you know, like you yeah. like, like, Oh, bad shit hasn't happened to you. Like, yeah, of course you're good. Um, and is some people, yeah, some people, their, their optimism, like I said, it, it, it can collapse on itself. Um, and like mine certainly did for like a couple of years out of college. Like I'm just now, getting to a place and I've talked about it on the podcast before, so I won't go too deep into it, but like Sabrina and I both are like just now getting to a place of like, Oh, we have to be active in like crawling out of our hole, you know, crawling out of yeah. this thing. Um, but, uh, and it's not to, 
so there's this danger in like uh, positive, think positive, positive, positive. There's a danger in that because it's like you can become uh, delusional or like um, yeah. be in denial about things. But for me, yeah. I, I always find like just acknowledge the truth of a situation. If it sucks, it fucking sucks. Let it suck. But do not indulge in wallowing because there's a certain point where I think everyone maybe knows this, but they kind of push it away of, yeah. okay, I'm doing too much or, or okay, that's enough. You know, I think there's, there's almost like a, a stubbornness, like at least speaking from personal experience, there's like a stubbornness and like choosing, uh, like you, yeah, like choosing to be sad, like choosing like, man, I'm upset. And instead of going, okay, like I've had my moment let's let's now let's adapt like let's 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 turn no uh, yeah yeah, exactly yeah failure to adapt there's that failure to adapt and it's almost a deliberate choice sometimes um and that's a danger but for me i've just like um acknowledge the situation if it sucks but do not wallow in it like i know there's certain music i can't listen to like too much yeah because i'm like no it just puts me in that place and if I go in that place, I'm just indulging it because there's no need for me to go to that place right now. You know what I mean? And it's not that it's invalid. Like, sure. Like maybe every once in a while I need a good cry. Like I love movies that hurt me, but like, uh, I, I, I love like reminiscing about college and I love that you actually like sort of talked about in your album that your favorite thing to do is reminisce or like, you know, think about like good times. Um, and I, I love doing that too, but there's a danger there too, because if I indulge and I stay there too long, I get depressed about where I'm at right now. And I just want to recapture that moment. And I can't, you know, and I think a lot of people, um, I think a lot of people are missing out on happiness because they're trying to regain it from somewhere in the past, recreate it instead of adapting and finding the joy in where you're at now and in the future. Yeah. I, I took Amanda through Avatar The Last Airbender because she never saw it. Um, and so we watched all of that. She loved it. She thought it was great. You've, you've seen Avatar, right? No. Really? Never Josh, watched, not a, not a single episode, ever. Well, this is a show that I think would, you would love. And it's, it's my, I'm a very hypercritical person. This is the show, the only show in the entire world that I'm like, start to finish perfect, I have no notes. Um, and the good news is that it's coming out on Netflix um, next week. Um, so you have, you might be able to watch it. Anyway, I'm not gonna, spo- well, this doesn't spoil this because once you figure this, that's what the show's about. This this character, this main character, um, he's the last airbender. A um, yeah. hundred years ago, all of the airbenders were killed. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the end of the show, watching it and talking to Amanda and being like, you know, why am I so, you know, sad about stuff? And she's like, well, there's a lot of bad stuff that happened to you. And I was like, yeah. I was like, but this kid's whole family got, like, slaughtered, you know, and he's still, like, chipper and, like, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and I look at my mom, and I was like, my mom, like, is, is like has had more stuff, and she's good. So, like, mm-hmm. what, 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 what is it then? And she's like, oh, well, mm-hmm. I think some people, she's like, I think some people choose to, like, have a different outlook about it and blah, blah, blah. And what I'm wanting to do and what I'm now searching for is the characters that are usually the optimistic ones are the ones that I, I tune away from because they're usually in like media, very like, like Naruto, we wouldn't call Naruto like a, like a brilliant, like a smart guy. Like he's right. not dumb. He's not yeah. dumb, but like, he's not like, he's not a Shikamaru, you know? And yeah. So, 
and usually when we think of smartness, we think of people that are like, you know, like sad, you know, Shikamaru is bummed about everything, you know? Yeah. And so to figure out a way to combine, like, you know, being smart and choosing to be optimistic is the smart thing because mm-hmm. you know, because like at this point in my life, I know that the other things I'm doing is not working. I mm-hmm. called my mom yesterday and I was telling her about, I was taking this personality test and I was answering it at the Myers-Briggs test. And I was like, yes, you know, like, are you very adaptable? Yes. You know, are you a high worker? Yes. You know, do you work very hard? Yes. You know, do mm-hmm. you like yourself? No. You know, uh, are you really good at, and I was like, wait, what? No. I was like, I don't like, but I just, <laughs> I just answered all of these things. And then I like kept scrolling again, answering mm-hmm. all these positive answers and be like, but are you happy? No. And I was like, well, cool. Well, then something's not right. If I'm doing all of these things and yeah. this is still not, like I'm still not okay, then we need to re-examine what mm-hmm. we're doing and there need there like an adjustment needs to be made because if if not, you know, so that's yeah. Yeah, dude, yeah, that's yeah, it's absolutely right. There is there is there there is some choice involved. And I think people think uh I think people mistake joy or happiness for like, oh, it's just something that's happens. Like, no, you have to search for it. And you're right, in media these joyous characters, these optimistic characters, they are typically portrayed as, as foolish or dumb, especially like an anime. It's taken to the extreme characters like Goku. Uh, and Naruto was pretty dumb, like starting out, like, I, like rewatching. I'm like, man, he really was stupid. Um, yeah. But it's funny that you bring up Shikamaru because he, like you said, he's kind of always bummed about everything. always bitching. Um, but even he, he has this moment where he's he's talking to his dad and his dad's like come on we got to get home or your mom's gonna get mad at us and shikamaru is like that's such a drag like why would you be with this person that just nags at you all the time like that's so like that's such a drag like i never want to do that and his dad kind of tells him like you'll get it and he also kind of tells him like you know there's a lot of things that your mom is he goes your mom is gentle and your mom is caring you know i've you know i've seen that but she also pushes me and he kind of says there's a lot of there. He basically tells him there's holes that a man has that a woman fills. Mm. And, and I, you know, I agree with that statement, a partner, you know, whatever you want to, whatever you're into. Um, and Shikamaru is still, he's kind of like, mm, yeah, okay. But then of course, by the end of the series or in Boruto, you see that he is married to, uh, yeah. yeah, Tamari. And they're a great couple. I love them, love their chemistry. And she has sort of taking on this role of, the nag you know for lack of a better word or like you know kind of like shikamaru do this shikamaru do that and he has like this he has his moments of like oh god but now his son uh whose name i'm forgetting basically tells him the same thing like i don't get it dad and shikamaru finally gets it like no like there's joy like there is and i think the reason optimistic people are uh, maybe portrayed as fools is because i think there is some um some truth to allowing yourself to be a fool. Um, because like, what do we know? Like, you know, like the smartest person in the world, we don't have all the answers. Did you ever ever watch the show, the office, the show, the office, as if it's, (laughs) have you watched that? I said like, it was this like brand new niche thing. (laughs) Have you heard Uh, of the office? (laughs) Have you, have you watched it? Uh yes, up to like season five, six. I've seen a lot of it. We we've talked about it. There's a there's a a part of the show that always hit me so hard 
and because I, I wasn't expecting it, they uh, Jim and uh, Michael are like uh, partners now. Like Michael is in charge, but Jim is right under him, mm-hmm. and they get on the call, letting them know that like everybody's being fired, mm-hmm. and Jim is immediately like, "Okay, cool, we got to figure out how to talk to them." Blah blah blah. And instead, Michael does a murder mystery where everybody has to play characters. Um, and I remember being livid, like mm-hmm. immediately read, like, what are you doing? This is the stupid, because Michael has always done stupid stuff. So we were like, yeah. oh, this is another time I'm doing stupid. And they, they do this. And the whole time Jim is pulling strings in the game and Michael, like in character, grabs him to the room and takes off his mask. And he's like, no, shut up. They need this game. Give this to them. They need to be happy. They need to be smiling. This is what we're doing. And I was like, "Ooh, yeah." yeah. Actually, yeah, that makes a that makes a lot of sense because yeah. like there'll be time to be sad and stuff after, but like mm-hmm. right now, there's nothing we can do. So like, let's live in the joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that he was able to make that switch for like, oh, I thought he was being like stupid and a child, but in actuality. Yeah being incredibly emotionally conscious um yeah that's why like you know yeah and i yeah it is in that moment you can disagree with michael you can be like i still don't think that's smart but like he has a logic to it and he has a conviction to it and seeing a real conviction you're like oh wait yeah he's he is right in a way um and uh i think it's that to that point it's also the reason like sophomore humor like uh endures like every not everyone but like a lot of people even in well into their adulthood they enjoy like a good shit joke like you know like yeah. toilet humor and it's because there's a joy in that you don't have to think it's just oh we can all relate to this yeah it's funny. funny yeah like and uh, the, the word like sophomore do you know what the word sophomore means i don't know it means a wise fool so when you hear like sophomoric humor, it's like, it's intentionally stupid humor and like, it can be for better or for worse. I'm not saying all sophomoric humor is great, yeah. but like there, that's what it means is a wise fool or a wise idiot. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, man. That's so that's like when we're sophomores in high school, we're still underclassmen, you know, we're not juniors or seniors, but we're not freshmen. So we're in this middle ground sophomore. We're wise idiots. Like, yeah. We're dumb, but we're aware of the fact that we have more to learn. <laughs> yeah, man. To go back there, shit. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think I ever would um, go back to high school. Um, maybe. Oh, I'm not, a uh, sophomore in college. There's no oh, way to go back to high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never. <laughs> I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, maybe high school. But then I was like, I'm not going to go there on the podcast as to why I do that. Um, but. <laughs> college dude i i I, like just to like show like i'm i have my baggage of my own still like i would go back to freshman year of college instantly like if some some time traveler is like hey i can take you back you'll know everything you know right now but there's no guarantee you're gonna get the same things like you know i in a heartbeat be like fuck yeah do it take me there like really what's that Dude, it was just such a good moment in time that I, I, I feel I didn't appreciate enough. Like one, like I would have tried harder for sure in classes. Like when I got to college, I became like a really shitty student. Um, and there's a lot that I didn't glean from like the actual educational aspect of college that I could have. Um, 
but I also think I just would have appreciated my friends more and like not complained about how annoyed I was by my classmates and, you know, just like loved them for who they were and enjoyed the people I enjoyed being around. I wish I didn't care as much about certain things, you know, like the certain posturing or, you know, we're in the theater department. So there's a lot of, a lot of that. Yeah. A lot of that going around. Um, but just, I, man, I miss that moment. I miss the dorm. Like I miss being in the dorm, honestly, because uh, you're there with a bunch of people your age. You're all there for the same thing. You're all dumb, horny, want to party. Like just, it's all like this great, great little mix. And, um, you walk out of your room at like midnight and you have people to hang out with. Like I'm lonely. Walk out into the fucking lobby. There's people chilling. Like you can play video games. You know? Yeah. Yeah. See, and it's, it's crazy you say that because your class helped me turn my life around because the senior send off, uh, for people who don't know, senior send off for the Texas state BFA acting class, uh, all of the seniors sit in a row and they, the whole program's there, sophomore, juniors, freshmen. That was a weird order to say that. Um, and they all, (laughs) (laughs) it was just like a weird freshman, sophomore, uh, juniors, they all, and the seniors just get to like talk to all the other seniors and the whole, you know, everybody. And one of your classmates stood up and looked around at everybody and said, Oh, I've made a mistake. I've spent all my time, you know, like not hanging out with these people, you Mm. know, like not giving a shit, not caring. Mm. Um, I should have paid attention because now it's too late. Mm. And I remember looking up at that person and seeing like how genuine it was. And like, I grabbed my notebook and like wrote down, like try or like invest or like something. Mm. So like, I wouldn't forget because I was like, Oh, he, this person's being like serious. And then from that moment, my junior and senior year, like I leaned into it. I went to the parties. I hung out with people. I did things I didn't want to do because like, it was so very clear but that mm. person was not messing around. But like it, it goes. It's like yeah. one day and then it's done. Um, yeah. And it was so terrifying because it was just, it was just true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the person was not joking around. And I was like, oh, I could easily because I was on, I was on the exact same track. I was nine. I was in what sophomore year. I think it was our junior. I was a sophomore, right? I think you were a sophomore when you. It's, you, we started hanging a lot. We started hanging out a lot my senior year. So you were a sophomore, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was, I was hanging out by myself. I wasn't spending time with anybody. I was doing my own thing. You know, I'm older than the people in my class. So F it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Nobody works as hard as me. So screw it. And yeah. then I saw that. And I was like, oh, that's, that's a dumb way to live. That's, that's a way to be sad. So you, you go ahead and switch out. And I'm very lucky and blessed I was able to see that because now I look back at college and I'm like, oh, cool. Like I was able to turn it around. Mm-hmm. You know, if, we, if I look at the pictures, like freshman and sophomore, you can't see me in any pictures. And then junior and senior, you see me in all of them. And I was like, look, there it is. That's where I, yeah. that's where I made this because I, I, almost, I almost pissed it all away. Yeah, dude, I'm glad you made that switch. Like, because I, I kind of went through all of college doing that. Like it wasn't until maybe, se- I, it was like literally my senior year that I was like, oh yeah. Like, yeah, I don't have everything in common with these people, but like we can find common ground and enjoy like being who we are with each other, you know? And like, and that's a thing too. Like if you look at pictures from like my class, I'm not in any of them. 
I'm in like a couple, but like going to the river, like any, I didn't do any of that shit because like, yeah, I was kind of, I was on some Sasuke shit where I was just like, I know who I am. I don't have anything to do with these people. Yeah. These leaf brats. Oh, yeah. No. yeah. And I don't, th- yeah, I don't absolutely. like, I don't think I had any sort of elitism about it, but I would just definitely, was like, I, you just aren't my people. Like these just like, y'all aren't me. Like, you know, and I, I blocked myself off to a lot of fun opportunities um, and just good opportunities and networking opportunities. You know, I should have talked to more people because it's like, Oh, like really out of college, it's like you have the people you talk to, you know, and God willing, like y'all stayed talking um, yeah. or that's it. Like I, I'm not going to reach out to like some grad student who's become a director that I didn't really talk to and be like, Hey, we went to the same school. Like want to cast me. But if I have a relationship with that person, like, I don't even have to do that. That's going to be something they keep me in mind for, you know? Um, and there's the other aspect, and this is more of a technical aspect, but I still think it's very important, is that you spend four years with these people, so they have knowledge about you that's, like, irreplaceable. Because yeah. it's the same thing of, like, you know, like, why I love talking to my mom or sister, because there'll be things that, like, I don't understand. And my mom would be like, yeah, you've been doing that since you were six. This is This is not a new thing. This is always, and it's the same thing with the acting program. Like you've worked with these people for four years. So Mm -hmm. like they watched you grow and change and they know things about you that like you can forget or you sometimes don't pay attention to or you can't see because like it's not like readily available. And Mm -hmm. having that connection to those people, that's the thing because I used to get annoyed because our program had to be like, you know, this place is so important because you're all together and it's important because you guys are all like a family. And I was like, man, F that. I don't need that. I don't, what are you, what are you talking about? We just, we all got picked this year. That's what happened. There's nothing special yeah. about it. We just don't yeah. happen to be picked in this group. Mm-hmm. And I now get what that person was talking about, which is like the connections and the community that mm-hmm. this has. Buddy, I didn't have the experience you had because mm-hmm. it was your experience with those people because you guys yep. were all together all those four years and that's that's irreplaceable and i think that's a really cool thing to yeah. leave when you, when you go on programs like this yeah absolutely we michael and i had a unique college experience because we were in this specialized program where yeah. we were with these people this group of people like 10 to 14 people for all our four years of college like taking multiple classes together and we were in an acting program so it was very much like your classes were like all right do this really embarrassing thing or like do this really sort of personal story or like, you know, you really had to be vulnerable um, in these classes with each other. So for better or for worse, like he said, like they just know shit about you and that can be (laughs) uncomfortable. Like, but I find like, I agree with you. Like I find myself when I talk to them again, I'm just like, Oh yeah, there is this comfort. There's this baseline that we have together. Um, And it's, it's really, it's really fucking cool. And it's invaluable. And I would just, encourage people like if any people who are going into college or in college that are listening like it doesn't have to be in a program just maximize like your relationships with your friends yes oh man it's like never again would you be around uh, if i could do anything again i would have like put my album out my freshman year and just spent the time like performing Mm -hmm. in the quad and like mm-hmm. performing, there's just, you're never around so many people your age like that again. Yep. Like you yeah. need to get your masters. Your masters is all over the place. Like the ages mm-hmm. range, but yep. like with your undergrad, it never going to be surrounded by just like young folk that are like young folk, young people <laughs> that are like you. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like never again. So like 
soak that up. And I just, I just mm-hmm. didn't, dude. I like yep. ninth and tenth grade. I was just like just so angry and not wanting to be around just mm-hmm. anyone ever. Mm-hmm. Um, oh God. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't think I went that far. I, I will say I'm lucky enough that like, I definitely maximized friendships outside of the programs. Like I'm still, yeah, Sabrina yeah. and I are still real close with Katie. Um, you know, we nice. still hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, a few other friends, you know, that have fallen off here and there, but like for the most part, like, yeah, I'm glad that I did maximize like those friendships and they continue to endure, which is super cool. But yeah, I do miss like, like you said, we're just all there together. I miss being able to walk to the coffee shop and you ran into like four or five people that even if you weren't tight with, you knew and we're like, Hey, what's up? And you could not have any plans for that day and go to a coffee shop or go grab food. And you had like five opportunities to have plans that night or like that day or something to go to or like someone to like, Oh, you work out like, yeah, let's work out together. Like, just that community is so tight, man. It's so dope. Oh, dude, that's making me so fucking sad. Right, exactly. <laughs> you're so, so you're so right. I completely for, I forgot how like just tight that was. And San Marcos was a very like close place. So mm-hmm. like like used to just like walking to Joe's and like the PAC and shit. Like that's mm-hmm. oh man. Yeah, or like just being able to like you're in this small town together. Like I could text you and be like, hey, what are you doing? Nothing come over all right like i did that and it was back when we lived closer together you were able to and that was the shout out to joss because back in the day i didn't want to do anything and what was cool about you is you recognize you're like oh cool you're doing what i'm doing like not wanting to be friends with people you're just doing it a lot more than i am and you shouldn't so we should be friends and i was like okay dude you seem fine i guess all right and then we hung out i was like oh you're actually amazing and Josh would pull me out often to, to do stuff. And I'm very lucky that I've had that because it eventually taught me that like, oh, because when you left, I had to be like, oh, I have to be the Josh. I have to do that mm. for myself. Because I knew back in the day, like, eh, if I sit around long enough, Josh would ask me to do something. And yeah, I'll mm. do that. But when you left, Bro. I was like, all right, well, now I got to figure out how to do interact, you know, for my own volition. And that was not easy. Wow, dude, that's revelatory for me. I had no idea that like I did that for you. Like I, I knew like while I was there, cause I was like, yeah, if I don't, it was more of like, uh, like I was like, yeah, I saw what you were doing and I was like, that sucks. Like you do need, you need some people like, um, yes. and it was also like, yeah, I was like, I saw some similarities and I was like, oh cool. He's like one of mine, like, like one of my tribe, like hell yeah. Like, let me pull you in. And I did notice that after I left school that you like, yeah, I was seeing you in pictures. You were going out, you were dressing up and like, you know, just, and I remember like pulling you out, like even to like the bar, like the first couple of times, like, no, come sing karaoke with us. And you're like, I don't know. And I'm like, trust me, dude, it's chill. It's good. And oh like, my God. That time we did. Oh, I forgot about did. Dre and the yeah, karaoke. Man. Oh, that was so dope. I that was so much fun, man. Yeah. Oh, that was good. And I, I did yeah. take low key pride when I would see you like going out and hanging out with people. I was like, I got him started no, on that. <laughs> absolutely were, were the catalyst to that because I just was, dude, I mean, I love Sasuke because he represents the worst, not the worst parts of me, but the, like, the intense, if I was dialed to 12, mm. you know, um, because I don't think that's where my heart sits. I think that's what I've molded myself to be, you mm. know, um, sure. and, and getting, but getting out and, you know, <laughs> we would hang out and then I would go home and I'm like writing a journal. I'd be like, hmm. I'm feeling better 
it was interesting. I wonder if this is human is because of the human contact. Should investigate yeah. this. Like, yeah, I'll keep you posted because <laughs> yeah. it just it kept it kept it kept helping. And that beach trip we took, like, it's still mm-hmm. uh, I still don't I don't get it, and I don't think I'll ever get it. But I I got that it changed like a thing in me, you know. Um, mm. It was really dope. Yeah, dude, that beach trip we've talked about it. Uh, off the podcast before but yeah we all took this beach trip together it was like it really was just like me and Sabrina like gathering like our closest friends like some of you knew each other like you and our other friend uh, who was also named Josh knew each other a little bit I knew I knew you through him I I knew him through you Yes. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all had met through me. Um, and I, I don't know if you had met Katie yet. I don't think you had, um, uh, I don't even think you had met Tang. Had you? No, I no, you didn't meet Tang. No, no, no. That's not true. Because remember you came over one night, uh, when my brother was staying with me at my apartment and me and him got wasted and you and Tang were there and like, and yes, I remember that. And like, yeah, my, my brother was like giving Tang, like just the most like bootleg, like aggressive advice. And, like, <laughs> and like, it's memory is so weird because I don't remember that. And then you're mentioning it. And I was like, Oh yeah, that, I, I, that absolutely happened. I remember all of that. I remember meeting your brother. I remember meeting him the first time I met him, he was drunk. So it was like not an accurate depiction of who mm. he was no, no, <laughs> because I met him drunk. No, you met him like sober, but like in that night you saw him go from completely sober and like my brother's like typically quiet around new people and you saw him go from just like, oh yeah, he's just kind of reserved. Okay, yeah, like, yeah, he's kind of like Josh. And you just saw him like get turned to like 11 that night. That <laughs> All in one night. So you saw the full spectrum of what my brother has to offer. Um, <laughs> um, but I remember that night because yeah, he was, I remember he was talking to Tang and you were completely sober. Like you weren't drinking at all, but you were, but you were like chill. Like you were just happy to be there with us. And I remember feeling bad. Like I texted you. I was like, Hey man, I'm so sorry that like I got, cause I, I typically didn't get that, that drunk. But like, I remember texting you after I'd be like, I'm sorry, man. And you're like, no, it's cool, dude. And I was like, you, I remember you telling me like you and your brother are like family. So I didn't mind. And I was like, that is true. I was like, damn, cause I rem- and I remember specifically, we were all like kind of watching stuff, playing video games, laughing about shit. And you were reading like my Batman comics that I had. You're like, can yeah. I check these out? And I was like, of course. <laughs> and like, I remember you. Back before I read comics and I was like, oh man, you got stuff. This is crazy. Cause you, you put me on Red Hood. Cause I wasn't fucking with Red Hood. And then you're yeah, like, dude. you're making a mistake. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah. thank you for correcting that. Yeah, man. His periodicals, that first, uh, after the DC, I think it was called DC Rebirth, the Red Hood and the Outlaws was like my favorite series. And then they like discontinued them and uh, they're on some weird shit now. Um, but uh, yeah, dude. But uh, yeah, that beach trip is really, really something special. Um, and it's definitely a, a special place for me. And we got to do something like that again for No, absolutely. Sure. But uh, I do want to talk about music because, hey, you're a kick-ass musician, among other hey, things. Man, so uh, yeah, man. So like we mentioned earlier, uh, you go by Chaos Light. Um, yeah. And uh, your album that's on Spotify right now is called Failure to Adapt. You should check it out. And that's Chaos with a K. And I don't think I've ever asked you this question. Why Chaos Light? Um, so, oh, man. So I spent, once I discovered, I was like, okay, I want to be a rapper. Um, I was like, well, how am I going to pick my name? So I went to the Wu-Tang generator. Um, like everyone. <laughs> uh, and I found a bunch of names and they were ass. 
And I was mm. like, all right, no, I don't like any of that. And mm. so I was like, okay, cool. Um, it was like a progression. I was like, okay, cool. Then I'm an actor and I'm into Greek, you know, you know, you know, Greek philosophy and Greek gods. So Thespis is the god of theater. And I was like, that's kind of fucking corny. <laughs> so I was mm. like, I'm not gonna go by Thespis. Um, and what I was, when I thought about the future of like my brand and the music I wrote, I was like, I wanted to be able to write really, really dark, gritty stuff, but also really, really happy, positive things. And I was mm. like, I want to do, I want to do dark and light. I want to have dark and light. And so that's where the beginning came from. I was like, okay, I'm having this duality of man, this like light mm. and good, yin and yang thing. So how can I do that? And I just did a bunch of names in front of Chaos Light. And I did C-H-A-O-S. And I was like, okay, cool. But then I found out that there's a Greek god called Chaos who mm. is K-H-A-O-S. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, well, there it is. There's the nerd Greek thing and then there's duality. Um, and then much like any name, it doesn't feel right, but then you just stick with it and then it just it sticks. Right, uh, yeah. and I, don't, I guess that's not with every name, but like with, right. with changing of names, you can kind of feel like, ah, I don't. Because you can always change it and you always feel like you can change it. But I was like, no, I'll, I'll stick with this. And it just yeah. it just really it fit. It ended up sticking. Yeah, and no, and now that you say that, I yeah, I can see that in, in your album. I can really see like you exploring these really especially this album in particular, I think you explore some very uh tortured places within yourself. Um and by the end, like you do have this, like, no, no, I, I get it. And you, you give your final Testament and you give this Testament of like, no, there is, you know, this, like this conversation we have, there's things to hope for. Like there's, there's, there's shit out there. Um, so I can see that. That's very cool. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't you have like a group? Weren't you like chaos light and something? Well, well, what had happened is that, so for the album, I wrote everything myself, the drums, the piano, the, the strings, everything was written by me. And then my engineer would also help me um, like edit stuff and make things cleaner, but I wrote everything. And mm -hmm. when I performed live, I was the Chaos Light project. Yes, I liked, that. I, I wanted to, uh, typical to like Hobo Johnson and the Lovemakers, I wanted to highlight the band because for me, it just always felt selfish and musical artists just don't, I guess, care about this. And it's not that big of a deal, but mm. for me, I think musicians are so important and mm. to just be like, if I'm Bruno Mars, Bruno Mars has a band, but for yeah. me, I'm like the band is so important and I never want to just overshadow that. So that's mm. why I used to go by the chaos light project. As I've gotten older people and I've worked with more musicians and more people I talk with, they're like, no dude, it's fun. Like we want like, being being able to say that i'm your drummer you know like mm. i drum for chaos like, like makes me excited and stuff mm. but back in the day i was like i just want to i want people to know that it's not just me i see um, because like that that used to be a really big thing for me mm -hmm. right on man no i think that i think that's really cool of you and i yeah i think there's some validity to both things you know like you wanting to include the band and like having this thing of like no it's it's chaos light and you know this group or it's the chaos light project it's a group of us but I, I do see the like the points of like no it's cool to say like i'm your drummer like because jay-z i believe he like has a live band too like when he performs yeah. doesn't he like yeah. he doesn't just do like a, a track so like yeah it's cool to be like yeah i drum for jay-z or like you know it's yeah. so yeah i think that i think that is pretty cool and your composition man is is great and you mentioned your engineer like we all know him or like me and you know him, sam hines he's the fucking yeah, man if yeah, you're looking dude, for, I, if, yeah, 
I don't, I don't know if he minds me blowing up his spot, but if you're looking for a sound engineer and you live in like central Texas, San Marcos, Austin area, hit him up. Dude. He's just, he's just the reason it was, it's crazy because when people listen to the album, they're like, Oh cool. You've been writing music for like a while. And I was like, no, that's the first thing I've ever, I've ever done. Um, I, I walked up to Sam and I said, Hey, I want to write an album. And he said, all right, here's this uh, interface buy this music program, here's a MIDI controller. And I, my ninth and 10th grade, since I wasn't spending time with anybody, just obsessed and just, I'm really good at picking out systems. So like I looked at other people and what they did and I deconstructed how they created their thing to then figure out how to create my thing. Um, And I wrote all the drums and I wrote all the piano and the strip, like all of it. And I wrote the scenes and I cast the actors and I just like obsessed over figuring all of this out and then I would give it to him and he would be like great so like this sounds like ass here's how to fix it so then the mm-hmm. next time I brought it and it wasn't like that anymore um and it's just a prime example of like what like a fantastic giving teacher and a willing like hungry student can accomplish in a short amount of time because yeah. he was nothing but open and willing to teach and I was nothing but like no ego attached like teach me i don't know shit but i need to be brilliant so like help me yeah um and then we were able to pump this thing out and it's so funny because people would often review the album and be like oh yeah it's really dope like you know he's got this full band behind them behind him and his music and i'd have to email them and be like hey by the way that it was just me like mm-hmm. and you'd have to reprint it and be like actually no it was just him but funny story i'm working on this next music project and um i've uh, failure to adapt was so dope because it was so personal and it, um, mm. I was able to control everything. And mm. what I've learned through writing music with others is that much like what we've been talking about everything all, all today is that it's so much more fun and enjoyable when you have other people in your work. Yeah. Um, and so I officially hired a drummer who's wrote all the drums for this next thing. I've got my guitarist writing all the guitar parts. I've got my bassist doing all the bass parts. Um, I'm working with other producers. So I used to be very fickle about like, I want to be able to write all of my beat, like everything on failure to adapt. I wrote every single thing. And I was like, and I don't want anybody. But now that I've shown that I can do that, mm-hmm. what my brain does is like, I'm paranoid that if everybody like leaves me, I can't do it by myself. With mm-hmm. failure to adapt, I've proven that, yeah, but it's okay. If like everybody disappeared and nobody wants to fuck with you all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you can make something by yourself and it could be good. And yeah. now that I know that, I'm like, okay, great. I, I can write a guitar part, but my guitarist who's played guitar for 20 years will always do it better. Always, uh, yeah. because it'll be, it'll be what I can't create because mm-hmm. it's him. Um, yep. And so I've been sending it to them and the music I'm writing now is just like, yo, it's just like, it's just what, it's what I'm supposed to be doing. It's, it's so, and I've, I've got this drummer from the UK. It was so dope because I've got this song that didn't make the cut to 30 to adapt. And I've got these, this line, um, he said, I say, um, I know there's pain in North Korea, awful bombings in Syria. My black sisters and brothers are being gunned down like no other. I know all cops are bad, but if a cop killed your dad, then how the fuck can you be mad when our people demand reparations to be had? And so it's just this whole like verse about like all these the the song is called unsolved and it's talking about all of these awful things that have happened and mm. my brain feels like i'm supposed to be doing something about it and i feel so like, frustrated and miserable and like ineffectual and the drummer wrote his part to it and it was brilliant and 
I was like, dude, this was amazing. He was like, whoa, man, you were rapping about like injustices and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And he's like, so I wanted to bring like a hundred of years of like, you know, like imprisonment and unfairness, but like in the drums. And I was like, dude, that's what, that's what it's about. It's about people seeing what you're doing and Mm -hmm. being like, yes, and this, Mm -hmm. um, and I've like re-fallen in love with music because it used to be such the solo controlling sport, which mm. produced failure to adapt. And I, I love, but like what's next? It's it's this. And I'm so much more, I, I feel so, so great about the next, the next chapter. That's great, dude. That's like, just you describing that was like really exciting for me to hear. And like, I've talked to you, like I'm finally starting to work up some nerve to like make music of my own. Um, and, uh, I talked to a a good friend of mine who I've known since high school, who's been like um, a heavy metal vocalist since we were 14 years old. And he's just the most talented dude. I'd love to like get y'all in a room together to talk. Um, and I asked him, you know, I go to him like for pretty much all like music, like vocal, like anything advice. Um, and I asked him like, do you like any tips for like, cause I, I don't know the first thing about making music. And yeah. he was just like, uh, he goes, <laughs> he like practical stuff. He was like, uh, drink warm water and honey and lemon. Cause he, you know, I want to, you know, do metal vocals and, um, but every vocalist should do that. Um, and he was like, and just bring like, like your emotion to it. Like he goes, the audience will always connect to it. Like if you just bring like your emotion to it. So like you're bringing that and you're bringing that in your lyrics and maybe you could accomplish that. Like you would say like writing the lyrics and rapping is like your forte. Um, Mm -hmm. And like, you can accomplish like what you need to accomplish to make a song by writing the drum part and the guitar part and everything else. But like having this other musician who like his forte is the drums he him recognizing the vision like oh that's the emotion we're bringing to it and he's able to bring that full force in his forte to serve like a collective vision you know and to and that for me is the thesis of music it's yes having the vision and everybody bringing their sharpest skill because Mm -hmm. yes i could write the drum but it's not my sharpest skill Mm -hmm. but everybody coming together under this one vision Mm -hmm. um to create this thing yes that and that's the next chapter of my life and i'm so thrilled and so lucky because the world is so big you know Mm -hmm. so like i've got like a guitarist in alabama and the drummer the drummers in uk and they don't know each other but like we're doing this we're doing this thing uh one second i need to um log into instagram on my computer because my piano teacher is doing a um live stream and I'm wanting to show my support because she's hella tight and it's been making my piano skills so much better. I've been using quarantine as a time to uh, work it, work on piano because it's like a, a like again, like an unsharpened skill that like I do, but like it's kind of happenstance. I'm like, oh, I'm just kind of trying to figure this out. Um, and um I've been taking, you remember the band Chan, right? I've showed you Chan. Yeah, yeah, you toured with them, didn't you? Well, I did. I did. Uh, I performed live with them a few times. So she oh, okay. toured with them. She's got this, she's this pianist, her name's Summer. Um, mm-hmm. And she, what she does is she's got this all-female quartet. Uh, no, I don't think it's a quartet. I think it's a, just a, she said an all-female company where 
they have strings and like violin, cello, harp, like all this stuff. And she arranges music for like big bands like Circus Survive and stuff. And oh, she wow. toured, yeah, she toured with Chan um, as like an instrumental thing. So like she brought her and her friends and they played the strings and piano to Chan. Um, mm-hmm. And she also teaches piano. And so she's been helping me with my technique and stuff because I've always written, I've been writing, you know, piano since I was like seven and just not knowing what it was I was doing um, and knowing mm-hmm. the note names, but not knowing any of the technique. And mm-hmm. my fingering was just like whatever my fingers thought it should do. And right. she's been giving me lessons during quarantine. And it's just like, dude, I feel like I'm in one of those anime shows where like I just wake up every day and it's like, I just got to get faster. Like I just got to get better. <laughs> and it's the training just like mm-hmm. amps me up so much. It's been such a, such a blessing to, to be doing that. That's so dope, dude. You should make a montage. Like you should make like a deliberately anime style montage of you like waking up and do like Ask. the, uh, and like do this, the zoom in on the sweat, you know, like on your brow. <laughs> and now I know what I'm doing next week. Thank you very much. Fuck yes. Well, that's dope, man. Speaking of your, uh, your like piano playing skills, one of the things that I was just, I mean, I'm always impressed with how fast you rap. Like, and as I was listening to your album, I was just like, God damn, like you can spit. Um, but one of the things that I've known you're a talented piano player, but one of the things that like just really like stood out to me on the album was just how much piano you played. And I'm forgetting uh, the song name, but th- there's a song where like you stop rapping and it's all just like, like the composition, like the piano and the drums. I think, I think run. Yes. Is, that, is, it this, is it this song? The, or the... Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, look at him. Just fucking like, listen, guys. Like, did you hear that? Um, it's her because of summer. She's helping me fix that. That's excellent, man. And I remember just being so impressed. Like, damn. And like, I knew I was like, Michael wrote all of this. Like, he did all of this. I knew that it, it wasn't something you like had like a group to help you with. So it was it was just so impressive to me. And uh, I was also really impressed with one of your songs because you could call yourself. Would you call yourself like a hip hop artist? It's it's so funny. We're doing some rebranding now. We don't uh-huh. know because I think I the, the way I would describe it. We've been saying prog rock because it's like progressive, but mm-hmm. it's also kind of like alt rock because it's like very rock. And yeah. so what I've kind of resigned to be is like, yo, you call me whatever. Like mm-hmm. the hip hop people that listen to hip hop sometimes hear me and it's like, oh yeah, you're definitely hip hop. And the rock mm-hmm. people that like know rock, they're like, yeah, you're you're definitely rock. I'm always going to be doing both. So I'm kind of like, yeah. Sure. I mean, yeah. the reason I ask, so I, I would say that's a fair assessment because as I was listening to the album, I remember having that same thought too. I was like, this is kind of more, yeah, it felt like a progressive rock or I was like, this feels more like an alternative sort of rock like thing. Cause you have guitar in there and you have piano obviously and, and drums and sometimes, a, and your drums definitely aren't standard really like hip hop beats like at all. Mm especially like when you start really going ham on those, like those drums and it's just like those, those rolling sort of like solos. Um, it starts to feel very like rock ish. Um, but, uh, one of your songs on there is undoubtedly like the most hip hop thing on there. And that is therapy versus identity. Ah, yes, yes, yes. And I remember loving that beat when it hit, like, because like I know I've know I know your music, and I know like yeah, like the typical hip hop thing isn't your thing. So I was listening, 
And then like that beat hit. And I remember I was playing Assassin's Creed while I was listening. And I remember being like, oh shit, okay. Like, <laughs> like this like that sort of like like sort of like cymbal dance, like trap, like like a lot of trap yeah, artists to use yeah. with like your piano playing mixed in there. I was like, oh, give me more of this. Like that was what's, sick. What's sick about the next project that I'm working on is that when I first started doing music, I didn't look at hip hop as a lower art form because it's never been that to me. But I've right. I always been like, oh, I'm wanting to do more, so I should stick away. Because what I looked at is like, there's a billion rappers, right? So like, right. what makes me different? The fact mm-hmm. that I play piano and write my own music. So like, let me double down on that. But in double downing on that, I'm realizing I'm neglecting like a huge asset and part of my world, which is that like, I grew up on hip hop. Like I'm talking mm-hmm. like the Fugees, like Lauren Hill, like like mm-hmm. old school um, from the ground up. Mm-hmm. And so up with this next album, I was like, okay, cool, make beats. Like, cause beats are just as valid form of music yeah. as piano. Um, and I love it just as much. And so now mm-hmm. I'm going to do it more. And it's, I did that Eminem challenge with uh, the Venom and Eliminate Mother with Eminem and Mother when I heard him when I did Eminem Rage, like that whole little, little, Eminem's brilliant. I don't mean little. Uh, yes. Sorry about that. The, the Godzilla uh, challenge, yeah. Yeah, but the Godzilla challenge. And I remember doing that and being like, oh, that was hard. That was fun. And that was like really hard and really fun. And then posting it and everyone being like, yo, we didn't know that you could do this. And I was like, I didn't either. And I was like, why haven't I been doing this? And it's because mm-hmm. I taught myself that like beats and like that side should like stay over there. So now right. I'm like, nah, dude, screw that. Like I can spit. So let's like do stuff like that because right. like, pop's an important part of my world and my upbringing and mm-hmm. what I love and, and what I enjoy. And so yeah. there's, there's going to be much more of that. It's going to be more of an even split where like mm-hmm. half the songs are just like straight up alt rock hip-hop rap and then some of it's going to be just like straight up like rap uh like beats trap like aggressive hard-hitting stuff because like why why not if i can do if i can do both why not just do both kid yeah Um, dude yeah that's totally in your wheelhouse and like i understand like you know the wants like yeah of the want of uh wanting to stand out and be like no i i deliberately don't want to do that yeah but you limit yourself like you like you know like you realized and uh, Taylor Bennett actually talked about that a little bit. Chance the oh. Rapper's brother. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Go he dude. said that, he, yeah, yeah, he's very cool. I love his album, uh, Be Yourself. The song Be Yourself is like one of my faves. Uh, he, uh, he talked about it in an interview. He said he had a big revelation with his music when he was in the car with his dad. And his dad told him, you deliberately try to not sound like your brother. Mm. And he goes, and you're limiting yourself because y'all do have a similar voice. That's not a bad thing. No, or a, or a similar, together, right? Exactly. So that's, um, I, that was a big stepping stone. Like that was a big turning point for him. And like, I think that was right before he made the be yourself album and that album's great. Like I never listened to him beforehand, but like that album's dope. The song be yourself is like a favorite of mine. Uh, his song with chance. Uh, I forget the name of the song, but it's on chance's latest album or I should say debut album. Um, they're, they How rap together. I really loved it. So I chance specifically opened my mind to what hip hop can be. Yeah. I first, I first heard chance coming out of high school, my freshman year of college, Nick showed him to me, Nick Ortiz. 
and he showed me acid rap. Yeah. And I remember not liking it. I was like, he's all right. But I, I, I remember wanting, I was, I was very much of that vein of like, I was like, like Eminem, like rappers, like spit, like, fuck creative beats like a beat just needs to be hard and i need to have like some dope lyrics and some like awesome flow and it wasn't until coloring book came out and i related to him as a person and like his journey and i was like oh hip-hop is much more than that and my mind was opening like beyond that but like coloring book was a big moment where i realized oh it doesn't need to be like one thing. Um, Yo, that last song in Color and Book Blessings mm-hmm. changed. My, I was like, "Yo, yo, what, mm-hmm. <laughs> what in the world is this stuff, man?" That whole mixtape, man. Like, ju- he just has a track of of Dram singing special, like, and it's beautiful. And uh, he has like a whole like gospel song on there. How great! Uh, and it's literally the first two minutes is literally just like this standard gospel song that like, if you grew up in church, you knew how great is our God. Um, and it's gorgeously orchestrated and it's on this, this mainstream, this mainstream, like hip hop mixtape, you know? And I thought it was very cool of him to one, do that, um, from like a faith standpoint, like a personal standpoint, but really it just, it, it really blew my mind and, that moment is where I remember specifically feeling like hip hop doesn't have to be one thing. So yes. getting into the big day, um, I know a lot of his fans are split and a lot of people hate it. I feel like it's like Metallica's black album. You know what I mean? Like, do you know anything about like Metallica and their journey? Yeah. And so like what, what pisses me off about people's hate for it is that the biggest critique I hear is like, Oh, he keeps talking about his wife so much and like his marriage. I was like, but that's what's happening in his world right now. Yes. That's what's important to him right now. So yes. that's what he's talking about. And yes. maybe a lot of you guys are like not married and sad and like no disrespect. <laughs> like that's unfortunate for you. But like sure. he's found this woman that he's loved mm-hmm. and he like cares about. And so he's creating art about him and mm-hmm. his daughter that he loves so much. Yes. Because that's what his world's about. So yeah. like I don't really I don't really buy that. Um yes. and it pisses me off and I'm getting so angry because Hip hop, while I love it, has the ability sometimes to be very toxic in mm. what we determine as like dope and strong. Like they mm-hmm. give talk, they give a logic a lot of shit, you know, because mm-hmm. he mentions he's biracial. And I'm like, well, people keep calling him white and he's biracial. So he mm-hmm. brings it up. And mm-hmm. also, like, logic can rap and freestyle while changing a Rubik's Cube. So, like, let's not pretend that this dude's not, like, one of the dopest spitters out there. Like, he raps right. with Eminem. Like, Eminem fucks with him. Like, this dude's dope. So, mm-hmm. let's not pretend that this dude's not hot. Right. And I feel the same way about Chance the Rapper, where it's like, listen, you cannot like this tape, and that's fine, or whatever. And he's uh-huh. like a knight. Like, this is what his world... Sorry, I'm getting pissed. No, you you're good, saying, dude. No, yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I have, a, a, I do have, because, you know, I, I'm a big Logic fan. Like, I went to his show. Like, I, 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 yeah, I fucked with him heavy for like a good two, three years. I do have a criticism of him that I will save for just a second. Chance, yeah, like you said, like, this is what's going on in his life right now. This is where he's at. And I find that I agree with you that it is a lot of, not to disparage these people, the, the people who don't like the big day, um, 
but it is like these, it's coming from this like crumudgeon-y place of like yeah. people, they're like peak chance is like acid rap. And it's like chance during acid rap was like, he was, a, I was like the, on drugs and all yes. that stuff. Yeah. I, I like the mixtape now. Like after I fell in love with coloring book, I went back and was able to appreciate acid rap and yeah, arguably he does spit a lot more on acid rap. Um, but he was in a much more toxic place in his life. And he was talking about like these, like these woes of like a very like chromogeny, like, you know, person, uh, this almost sort of uh, nihilistic uh, point of view. Um, And he's just not that anymore. And it doesn't mean that that album isn't, or that mixtape isn't good. It's, it's dope. It's fun. Like when I'm in the mood for it, I want it. Um, but he is this, this new person now. He is this person who's grown and he's in this different place. And he also brings up like in hip hop, he's like, we don't celebrate like monogamy, like, you know, in hip hop specifically, like it's always like, you know, partying and, you know, fucking, yeah. And it's, yeah, it, it is what it is. You can like it or not like it. Um, but he was like, I just, you know, I I'm in love with my wife and he's had a big like uh, turning point in his life as far as faith goes. So he was, he really believes he's not just in love with his wife. Like he obviously is, but he really believes in the institution of marriage and like, and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yes. And it's, I think it's dope that we have a mainstream hip hop, a mainstream hip hop album celebrating that. And yeah, he's, it's not the most like, yeah, it's not the most bar heavy album, but like, let's be honest, for the past couple mixtape, Chance really hasn't gone in with the bars. Like he has them, but he doesn't really like go hard on them. And my thing with it, it's kind of the same criticism that people give Drake that I'm like, eh, I don't really think that's fair. Drake rapped very well from the very beginning and showed us that he could spit. And mm-hmm. so for me as an artist, once you show me that, I'm mm-hmm. open for you to do other stuff because I'm like, I know you can do it. And it's the same thing with Chance. It's like, yeah, well, we know he can spit fast. We've all heard acid rap. Like, cool. But, like, what else do you do? There's a lot of rappers, like, where it's, like, very, very consistent of, like, oh, I rap really fast. I do that. I'm like, okay, that's dope. That's great. I love that. I respect that. But Mm -hmm. what else can you do? It's why Kendrick Lamar, for me, is the quintessential rapper. Like, people ask for my top five, and I'm, like, Kendrick four times, and then Eminem. Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's (laughs) for me. Like, yeah, it's dope. I love him, the God. But like Kendrick's, like he can take mm-hmm. my four spots because mm-hmm. if you watch, if you watch, you know, Section Eighty, oh no, Overly Dedicated, Section Eighty, Good Kid, Mad City, Temple Butterfly, and Damn, it mm-hmm. is a marginal difference with each freaking tape. Every yeah. every time, mm-hmm. every time it's something different. Every time he's bringing something new. Every time it's a different storytelling element. You know, mm-hmm. um, and um. It's just, it's just good stuff. And so, um, yeah. And you can, and you can like it or not like it. Like I'm not a big fan. I don't want to move off chance yet, but like on the subject of Kendrick, uh, like I'm not a big fan of to pimp a butterfly. Like it it just doesn't resonate with me. Really? Yeah, it just doesn't. I think, I I think maybe like I like King Kunta. Um, but like uh, it just doesn't resonate with me, but that's not to say I don't think it's, uh, Good, because I think the album is good. And like, yeah, it's it really, every album feels like, he almost feels like a completely different artist, like from album to album. And he's good at what he's doing. And that's like, for me, that's all I can ask an artist to do is like, are you good at what you do? Okay, cool. And I think, yep. I think that's what uh, Chance is doing. And on a personal note, before I move off him, he was a big inspiration to me 
to propose and like uh to like get married so uh like it started in coloring book um and specifically uh, 65th and ingleside and workout were like big like you know like choosing to propose was a big decision for me um Absolutely. like i've been with sabrina sabrina and i've been together seven years now as of yesterday and i just proposed last year <laughs> like what'd she say huh what'd she say Oh, she said yes. They oh, know. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, like, oh. Do, they, do they know? <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is our podcast. Like, um, um, but it was like his lyrics in 65th and Ingleside and his journey with his now wife and um, you know, how 65th and Ingleside specifically, how he used to like run around and he tried to do this different thing and you know, be like the hip hop guy. And then he just like realized how much she did for him and how strong of a woman she was and how she holds him accountable, but she doesn't hold all that shit he did against him. And like the big lyric, like the lyrics that stick out to me is like, you know, the power of a woman that can lead you in prayer. And at the end he says, I feel like you remember every single lie and the truth is I just need your fin- uh, finger size so I can make sure they make the ring so tight. Um, yeah, man. It's just like, how can you hate? I- I'm sorry, but like, how can you hate on a dude that like, like loves his wife and wants, wants like, I'm sorry. Like <laughs> I love hip hop and I'm down for it to die. But like, if that's where the culture is, then like you can miss me. With it. Because yeah, man, like, it's... I'm never, this dude loves his wife so much. <laughs> And that's like, that's for me, like, that's so tight. I think that's dope. Yeah. And he makes the conversation of hip hop bigger, you know? And uh, I think it really is just a lot of, it's a lot of curmudgeon dudes, like a lot of bitter ass dudes, you know? Um, it's like, sure, man. If that's your truth, man, live that, you know, shit, that's, that's fine. But do like, you, yeah. what Chance is doing is dope. He did this, man, I think it was he performed on SNL. He did one of his songs. I can't remember what it was, but he Ooh. had his daughter's drawings, um, mm go over the whole thing and he repurposed the song impossible that was seen by Whitney Houston and Brandy and Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella and uh-huh. he had his daughter sing over it and mm. had her uh, drawings posted all over it. And as he rapped and I was like, for me, I was like, that's, that's the dream. That's, that's, that's what I yeah. want. I want, yeah, I, want dude. That. I want that so bad because family yeah. is important to me and taking mm-hmm. care of my child if my win and if I have that is important to me. <laughs> so to see that, I'm like, that's, thank you. Thank you, Chance. Yeah, dude, for sure. Yeah, he definitely, he gives me inspiration too. It's like, oh, you can be a good artist, a good successful artist and also have like what you would call a traditional, like, you know, sort of American like family or whatever you want to call it, yeah. like, uh, or care about like a family value type thing. Um yeah, man. Chance is great. So I say all that to say, I, I love the big day. Do I love every song on it? No, but, um, for the most part, I love the album. I, uh, sun come down is like a, a big one for me. Uh, yeah. But you mentioned uh, logic earlier and how it's like, we all know he's hot. Yeah. Like we all know he can spit and bring it. My one criticism of him is I feel like he's started to, just lean on how good he is at the craft of rapping or the tech, uh, like the ability to rap and, but he's not saying anything. Yes. I miss the, I miss the, um, Oh shoot. The soulful days. Uh, what was that yeah, album? Dude. Uh, uh, under pressure. 
yes, conversation with legends, crazy how one day your idols can turn into your brethren, bitches be severed. Like that, that verse, I was like, yo, who is this dope? And I, I'm not saying mm-hmm. that he needs to go back to that right. at all, because I don't think you have to like rehash your stuff. But mm-hmm. I agree what you're saying is that like, yes, we know you're technically skilled. Yes, mm-hmm. we know you can spit, but like, what are you saying? And I mm-hmm. think he tried to attempt to, to do that with that whole, I can't remember what it was called, but like the, the number song. The suicide yeah, the 1-800-273-8255. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was like the attempt of doing that. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's cool. Keep keep working in, in, a, in a direction that's of, of you doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I agree. I am missing that. I listened to his last tape. I was like, okay, this is, this is Yeah, this is Confessions of a Dangerous fine. Mind. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I feel like he has like some stock, like he has like stock like stuff to say. Like I mean, he reuses bars a lot, which yeah, hip hop artists do that. But I feel, every time I listen to his song, it's like I feel like you literally just used this same bar like two songs ago. Um and I think and I think he's attached to a label which can force you to be more um mm. formulaic like that. Um, I can't remember what label he is, but I think I think he's I he, think he's signed with the label. Yeah, he's signed to Def Jam, but he has his own. It's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'm signed to Def Jam, but like they gave me like this okay. label sort of like. So it, yeah, it's it's called I forget what it's called, but it's his own. Like he has creative control of it. Um, but yeah, I feel like he okay. is sort of. Con- I think he got a taste of like mainstream success and is just yeah. trying. To to simultaneously like still be himself, but also replicate the same kind of success because I feel like he's putting out all these very like socially conscious messages, which is like fine. But like, as you and I have both said, like the album that resonates with us the most is under pressure. And that album wasn't concerned with being socially conscious. It was a very personal album for him. And I think that's what he needs to get back to is making art that's personal, not so, you know, just like, I'm trying to put out a good message out there and that's good. Like, you know, do that. It's but yeah, yeah, I think, I think what's missing is, is, is some, is some personal touch in there. I feel the same way about like Drake is like, yeah, he's super talented. He knows how to make a hit, but I love Drake in like the take care days. Like when he was just rapping and talking about yeah. his yeah. heartbreak. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Speaking of someone that I'm excited to see where they're going, I know you saw Kyle posted. Um, I don't know if you read it, but I saw you liked the post. I did, did read, you it. read it. I did. Yeah, I was like, um, yes, 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 please, mm-hmm. Kyle. Yes, he was mm-hmm. like, oh, I thought everybody wanted me to be mainstream and do a bunch of mainstream hits, but I really just wanted to be personal and just write music I like. So here's that. And I'm like, uh, yes, because Smile is, is still all of that. All, yeah. all of that stuff. Smile's a great record. Beautiful Loser. You showed me, and I think this is all Smile, you showed me Remember Me in yes. the car. Mm-hmm. Which is, and it's a weird song to get hooked on Kyle from because that's not, it's like the one sad song that he has he on has. that album. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but I'm sad and I heard that and I was like, oh, what? Uh, um, what do you, ooh, ugh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> How do yeah. I how do I listen to all of this? And I remember my girlfriend's not a, a girlfriend's wife. That doesn't mean, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> she is white. So she doesn't listen to a lot of hip hop. 
It doesn't mean all white people don't listen to hip hop. My white musical theater girlfriend doesn't. We um, we 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 know white people love some hip hop like that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. She called she called me out yesterday. Side note, I was talking shit about some band I was watching, and I was like, "Oh yeah, they're dope because they're because they rap, but like mm-hmm. I'm black, so I'll do it better." And she's like, "Oh yeah, because there's no white rappers that are better than black." And I was like, "Absolutely not." She's like, "Yeah, Eminem doesn't exist," and I was like. Fuck. Oh, that was, I just like clapped. I was like, that was, yeah. Shout out to, shout out to you. Um, it, it's I, almost I like annoying how good he is at this point, but you're just oh, like, you, you can't deny. <laughs> no, I was like, yeah, okay, cool. We'll just move on. But I remember mm-hmm. showing her Remember Me and she was like, oh, this hurts me. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, he's I, at the end of every verse. Um, oh man, no, no, I'm going to remember it. Um, it's at my heart. It's, uh, my heart got so much bigger ever since I made it big. Damn, that's weird. That oh. damn, that's weird. At the end of every yeah. time, mm-hmm. hurts me so so much. Um, yeah, and I'm so and, excited. And the rest of those songs were, were bops. Um, yeah, dude. And the summer so symphony. Good. Don't want to fall in love. Like, oh my gosh, don't want to fall in love. Oh, that musical breakdown they have in that song. I'm like, oh, you're about. Yeah. I will listen. To I'll come after the conversation. That whole yeah, thing. dude. And Beautiful that, Loser, and it was, too. It was also super dope. Yeah, it was so just, like, unique to him. And, like, he, he's, he's a good rapper. He's not, like, he, you know, he's not, like, the most, like, lyrical rapper, I would say. Yeah, but, like, he can flow yeah. like crazy. Yeah. And he can also sing. And, and he, the big thing is he puts together, like, good music. And yes, that's that. That's the thing I've always appreciated is that he, like you said, he puts and, together good mm-hmm. work. Like the music he puts out is like mm-hmm. high caliber. Yeah, and I feel like I. So I was introduced to him through I Spy, which I think you showed me, and it was just like this yeah. fun song. I, I, and it really, I just clicked with him. And but I feel like he just kept trying to replicate the success of that song. Yes. I like with everything after, and even his album Light of Mine. I rode with him just because like, I, I sort of like chose to ride with him. Like, fuck it. Uh, this is the hill I'm going to die on. Like Kyle's a good artist. I love Kyle. I went and saw him live <laughs> twice. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, in hindsight, like I listened to the album, like it's not bad, but like it, it's, it's not beautiful loser. It's not smile. It's not even some of those singles that he put out in between, you know? Wow. And uh, so to see him say like, for him to like come to that realization of like, Oh, like I just need to get back to like making music with my mission in mind, which is to lift people up and to like just spread a good message and be positive. And that's, you know, what I love about him. He's such feel good music. Like he's a summer playlist for sure. Yes. Every, every time. And it was dope because <laughs> I can't mention this on the podcast, uh, but we, I was thinking about that summer trip and how much we listen to his music mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was thinking about the sand castles and stuff and, and was, I still have that video. Uh, send it to me after. It's such a great video. I will. Um, I will. Yeah, he's dude. Such a, he's such a summer. He's such a summer dude. And to read that, because I often don't read stuff on Instagram, but it was Kyle. And I was like, yeah, no, I'll, what are you saying, bud? And I read that and I was like, oh, man, you're, yes, please. I will immediately, I will immediately mm-hmm. listen to that. I'm so excited. Yeah. And he's, I'll. He's, he's, 
yeah, I'm always going to listen to his, listen to his music with bells on. Like when it comes out, like, even if I don't love it, like I'm going to, I'm going to try to like it. Like I'm always going to like make myself listen to it like a few times. And like, if it's not vibing, like, okay, I still have beautiful loser. I still have smile. Like I can go listen to those. Um, but uh, yeah, so I am very excited for that too. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I'm really pumped. I'm really, really pumped. Yeah, man. Oh, I didn't show you. My girlfriend bought me, because um, I've been using this, I don't have it. I had this like shitty class water bottle that like had a bunch of like gross stuff in it. Um, mm-hmm. And so she bought me a water bottle and the people can't see this, but I got to put stickers on it. So I've got like, and it came with like a hundred stickers. So I got to put like only the top tier people. And then on the bottom, look at this. Foul. Look at that. Oh. <laughs> I was yeah. like, it's blank, dude. And then you tore it up. Oh, yeah. Because you've got to hide that stuff, boy. Yeah, For boy. See, it's just a bunch of Naruto characters. That's like Pain, Itachi, Gara, Rock Lee, Sasuke, a bunch, Itachi, a bunch, Kakashi, a bunch. Yeah, on a bright pink water bottle. It's great. Yeah, man. yeah, man. On brand. I love it. I love it. I, I love, love it too, man. I also love on brand is the Wakanda t-shirt, but with the Wu-Tang like W. Oh, yes. Yeah. Man. Wu-Tang forever, man. Wu-Tang forever. I hear they're nothing to fuck with. Um, I heard I heard they are nothing to fuck with. Yeah, you got to protect your neck, you know, around them. Uh, but uh, all right, buddy. We've been going for an hour and a half. I think this is the longest Good. podcast I've done. Um and I have truly loved every minute of it. I, I, I miss you to pieces. Uh, and it's like, speaking of growth in life before we go, like I, when I was t- texting you yesterday, like you texted me about some music that I recommended, which was one, it was really dope. Yeah. Beartooth, amazing band. Everyone on here knows I love them. Um, uh, like I recommended their, their album to you. And uh, my mom's literally texting me mid podcast because she wants to know how to turn subtitles on on Hulu. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. Uh, But you you text me because I recommended their album and you listened to it or you you at least listened to a few songs. And I remember being like, oh shit. Like, oh, the whole thing. Damn, bro. I remember thinking, like, damn. Cause we, we barely get to talk, you know, since we've graduated, you know, we share a meme or two, have a, like, you know, chit chat, <laughs> but it was like, uh, I was remember it was like, Oh yeah. Like Michael really is awesome. And he really like listens like when people recommend something or you, you just, you put effort into things and where I think other people wouldn't. And like, we kind of chit chatted about the album and I would say maybe a couple months ago, I would have let the conversation end about where it ended, where it was like, I appreciate you, man. And it was, and we, it was both, both of us were kind of like, okay, like that's it. Um, but I, I had this thought, like I was literally putting the phone down and I was like, no, I got to tell him that I miss him. Cause I really do. And I was like, I just need to be honest and like tell him and like, dude, I, I miss you. I miss hanging out with you, talking to you and everything. And it, I'm so glad I did. Because like, I think everyone's worst, everyone's worst fear is like, you tell someone that and like, they're just like, oh yeah, like miss you too, man. Or it's not reciprocated, but like unbeknownst to me, you were like feeling the same way. You're like, yeah, dude, I miss the beach trip. Like I, I miss like you and everything. And I was like, oh, and it just fed me to do that. And all, all I had to do was just extend myself a little bit and just like turn left where I usually turn right, you know? 
and I'm so glad you did because because of how me and how my brain and like heart works is that I'm so always focused on work that friendships are usually the last thing on my list and it's the thing that I don't like I don't put that much attention to and mm. you're like I missed you and then I was like almost in tears and I was like oh shit I missed him as well and it, to the but I didn't I didn't realize it because I'm always like I'm always doing stuff and always focused on this and that and mm-hmm. it's the thing I don't like I don't pay enough attention to and I looked mm-hmm. at it and I was gonna be like oh yeah I just missed you too and then I like, noticed I was tearing up and I was like oh whoa cool <laughs> human emotions <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I miss this person and this person matters in my life a lot and it's it's weird because it's hard my framing device on what's important is, is skewed, and I'm still trying to whittle it down to figure out what's like actually important and what I perceive as important mm-hmm. you know and but like my body and heart didn't like lie or manifest anything. It was like, oh yeah, no, this is. And then I, because then I started thinking, because memory is a weird thing. I started thinking about all the memories. I was like, yeah, we have like all of this this history and this experiences that we've gone through together. Yeah, that, like lies within our relationship that like I'm not always thinking about because like that's not how the world works. But then yeah. you open that box and I'm like, oh my god, yeah. And I'm so yeah. glad that we got to do this because I called my mom. I was like, I get to talk to Josh. And she's like, oh, that's awesome. You'll, you'll love to do that. So, like, she's aware that I would love Aww. to do that. Oh, know? that's great. Um, even if I'm – yeah, no, no. So, it was – yeah, I'm glad you did. I'm really glad you did. Yeah, dude, me too. All right, man, before we let you go, would you like to plug any of your social medias? Where can the people find you? Oh, man, please. On Instagram, um, Michael, not just an actor. Uh, my friend in high school made the Instagram handle and it just stuck. Um, nope. Facebook, Chaos Light, uh, K-H-A-O-S uh, Light, and then please the album, man. My Spotify numbers suck because I never promote it. Um, <laughs> so, like, please, uh, it's all me. It's all my fault. I just need to get better about that. Failure to adapt. Take some time. Listen to it. It's about this character. It's a concept album. This character dies, and he's uh, left to uh, go through all of the memories, which are the songs, to create a um, reason why he should go on to the next world. There's scenes in between all of them. Texas State actors are in it. Um, and it's this really cool, you know, concept album-y personal thing. Mm-hmm. There's mental health and what happens after death and life and questioning all of those wonderful things. Um, yeah, man. It's, it really is. It's a wonderful album. It's a tight listen. It, it really, like, I, I think it clocks in at under an hour for sure. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's like 55 or 49, something like that. Yeah, so it's a tight listen. It's yeah. Of course. And it's, I, I can promise you it's unlike anything you've heard. Like, uh, if you're a casual hip hop fan, it's nothing like you've heard. If you're a progressive rock fan, yeah, yeah, for better, for worse, if you're a progressive rock fan, I guarantee you haven't heard it like this before. It's, it's truly one of the most unique albums that I've ever listened to. And it has one of my favorite songs ever, which is a song by you, which is work. Um, one of my favorite songs. I work out to it. I, I, I work out to it. I drive to work. Oh, he's playing it. Uh, I, I work out to it. I drive to work to it. It's uh, uh, great, great, great stuff. And uh, and he's one of my best friends. That's where all those plays are coming from. Thank you, man. That's literally probably it. It's on like I save it, and it's on like my playlists. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And and he's just one of the best dudes out there. So, um, thanks for thanks for chatting with me on here, man. Oh, I've been meaning absolutely. to get you on here for a while. Um, I'm glad that we. I love how we didn't talk about music until like almost an hour in. <laughs> I love no, that. Absolutely. Just, yeah. Well, because I I randomly pulled out the Uchiha Master Race card, and so that became <laughs> that. Yeah, that spiraled us. 
Uh, but it's this week's podcast, guys. You know where you can find us: Instagram at this week's podcast, and Facebook at this week's podcast, Twitter at this week's pod. Because Twitter's character count for usernames is is stupid, so we're this week's pod on Twitter. Show our Twitter some love; we need it. Um, and don't forget to follow Sabrina's art page, Beans Bobbles Co. at Instagram. That's Bean B E A N S Bobbles B A U B L E S Co. She paints awesome, nerdy artwork. And um, yeah, we'll see you next week, guys. Michael, I love you, man. Peace. Don't know how to submit Everything I've earned has been through tears and no regrets Know what I'm saying, I've been praying, looking for advice What should I do with my life? Find the knife, swap on these rhymes, yeah And as I grow up, I'm watching you bitches go suck on that future stream of media The main populace is popping To a talent? Probably not, but I do have drive that'll never stop Only real art is gonna last year and putting in work will put you in the past So, here we go Go ahead and put that work in Laziness is a sin Lift up your fellow artists, that's with all of us, my friends And if you stand in our way, you're gonna rest in peace Remember your members and then leave you deceased So go and put that work in So go and put that work in Work, push, fight, grind Work, work, push, fight, grind So go and put that work in So go and put that work in But my thought process I can't dismiss is I won't cut it to erase that fear Work on my career, push out the things that I post dear Nah man, that's not for me My mind's already cloudy So Allah, please give me a sign I'm losing sleep in the state of mind All my vices and devices To the dust inside my head All I wanna do is be the very best man that I can All of this writing and acting Is a selfish attempt to help someone else So that I'll stop hating myself So I can look into the mirror without wanting to cry So I can find some sort of reason why the hell I'm alive This art is all I got so when I see others play around with the very thing that keeps me bound I wanna beat them out with this sound So I will Go ahead and put that work in Laziness is a sin Lift up your fellow artists, that's with all of us my friends And if you stand in our way, you're gonna rest in peace Would be dismembered your members and then leave you deceased So go and put that work in so